welcome. Week 10 of That Showbiz. Uh, we're going to have probably a shorter show for you this week. Um, I'm going to be going to be monologuing it. we got a solo here. Uh, Nick and Maddie unable to make it today, and because we backed ourselves into a corner schedule-wise, I wasn't able to get anybody else to jump on. So uh, you just have me today. Um, so it might be a little shorter. We're gonna we're gonna do our best here. Recap everything. Preview everything. Uh, big week on tap. Like I said, this is this is week ten of the season. So we're hitting the last baby league matchups uh, of the regular season before we start tournament time. So obviously we have lots of playoff implications in these matchups. And then uh, man league starting to hit the home stretch here. Um, final week of the regular season is week thirteen. So. Uh, you know, playoffs starting week 14. Now we're starting to hit that home stretch as well. Seeding starting to become important. You know, who's going to be on the bubble? Who's going to, you know, make it in, get that sixth spot? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we, we've got a couple couple good things on tap. Should be a very interesting week here. As always, um, we do have a, a pretty decent uh, Thursday night game that already went down. So, you know, a couple teams already have guys playing. Uh, so, yeah, should be interesting. We're going to take a look at uh, week nine here. Uh, going back, looking at the Pick'em records, uh, I went four and one in the man league, three and two in the baby leagues. It takes me to a total record of fifty-one and thirty-nine so far. Uh, Nick two and three in the men, three and two in the babies for an even five and five total. Takes him to forty-five and thirty-five on the season. Uh, Vince ends up being our third best guest on the season. He went a consistent three and two in the men, three and two in the babies for six and four total. Uh, puts him behind Clink at eight and two and Jake at seven and three. For the season standings on those, Gary bringing in the rear at 5-5. Five and five. Um, So looking at last week's matchups, a uh, lot of crazy ones, low points in the baby league. Uh, we're going to start things off. TJ and Maddie uh, in a game that no one gave TJ any hope of possibly winning. Uh, he comes out, does the impossible, scores literally only 100.14 points, and somehow beats Maddie with it. Um, the second best you know, scoring team in the league so far puts up a... a ugly 78.7 uh, as kicker his third best player so things are looking a little ugly over the last two weeks for Maddie there obviously you still can't write that roster off but uh, definitely an unexpected outcome there doesn't do much for TJ in the grand scheme uh, and really doesn't do much for Maddie either we'll, we'll get into that in a bit but uh, you know both teams most likely locked into their spots moving forward another surprise matchup um, Mark and Jonah two teams that have struggled all season long um, Mark ends up taking this one despite not playing a second running back. Uh, literally left the spot empty, didn't have anybody, nobody on the wire he liked. Uh, just decided to roll with zero points, somehow gets rewarded. He scores 111.56 behind uh, Tyree Kill's 28.6 points. Uh, he beats Jonah, scores 77.4. Lamar Jackson continues to struggle. Um, this team is in a rough spot. You know, Both Mark and Jonah will you know, absolutely be playing in week 11 here first first round of the baby league playoffs um but still definitely discouraging end of the season here for jonah uh he's got to you know really figure things out in this last week here and then mark's got to find another running back so you know this is not exactly much of a win for him either but uh you know definitely still nice to boost yourself up hopefully give yourself a a semi-decent better run in the baby league bracket um jake man Continues rolling, 185.5 points. Uh, he does it again, exploding for the second straight week. He has not lost since week one. Yep, he's 8-1. and one. Uh, He beats up on Lee, who actually had a great week as well. Lee scores 144.32. Um, the Cardinals doing absolutely huge things for him uh, with the stack of Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk going for uh, you know, 63 total points between the two of them. Uh, Lee scores, again, 144.32, which was actually the third highest total in the league, so bad luck loss there. Um, and that basically seals those teams' fates. Jake will absolutely be uh, you know, first seed going to the playoff bracket, and then Lee's you know, looking at uh, two buys, I believe it is. Yeah, I believe the uh, top two seeds get three bye weeks going to the tournament. The uh, seeds three and four get, uh, get two bye weeks. So still, you know, good thing for him. Good to lock that up or at least come close to locking it up. And then uh, obviously good for Jake. That team is just absolutely crazy. Um, would most likely be expecting a uh, be expecting a promotion at the end of this, but it is fantasy, so anything can happen. Uh, we have Vince and CJ next. This one was, uh, was not even close. CJ scores a league low, 64.66 points. 
Um, Vince, after you know trading Pat Mahomes, getting DK Metcalf, huge impact. Metcalf scores 20.3. Uh, the replacement quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, gets 31.04. And then Dalvin Cook continues to just terrorize the NFL. Uh, 38.2 points from him. This is, seems like his fifth straight week with you know 30 points. Uh, Vince scores 146.34 to win that one and is looking like an absolutely just formidable squad going to the baby league playoffs here. And then last matchup, Gary and Tyler. Gary keeps himself alive in the uh, the chase for bye weeks. Uh, he only scores 93.38 in this one, but it's enough to knock off Tyler, who scores 88.04. Still waiting for the team to get healthy. Um, been, a, been a rough stretch after a promising start to the season for Tyler. Um, and we will have more on those two teams later as they will be heavily involved in the playoff chase. Uh, going to the, the Man League, we had me and Taylor. Um, I cleaned up in this one. Team scores 148.88 points. Uh, Taylor only gets 85.8. Um, you know, my team's been very hot. Uh, Pat Mahomes puts up, you know, another 40 spot, which is, you know, as soon as you can get that from your quarterback, you're in a good spot. Um, so things looking looking pretty good uh, for this squad recently. Hopefully, you know, continues. But uh, definitely can't complain over the results of the past two or three weeks here. Uh, Nick continues a solid season. He beats Steve. Uh, Nick scores 119.44. Steve puts up 109.3. Um, probably really hurting Steve's chances at, you know, having a chance to claw back here, you know, not getting any standing points in week nine. Uh, he's most likely looking at a trip to the baby league bracket where he's going to then fight for his uh, chance to stay in the man league. Um, Ickes and, uh, and Jimmy, two teams, you know, kind of polar opposite directions. We would not have seen this coming. Uh, Ickes ends up cleaning up on this one, 156.4 points. Aaron Rodgers completely balls out. Christian McCaffrey comes back for one game and does what he does best, which is score 30 fantasy points. Travis Kelsey gets 20 of his own. Uh, Jimmy scores 119.94, which, you know, decent total uh, team that really struggled early, started to come on late. Um, actually had won two in a row before coming to this after starting the season 0-7. So uh, tough to see some of that momentum go away, but this is still a team that's, you know, looking like it's starting to peak at, at the right time. Might be too late for a playoff push, but definitely, uh, you know, good things as far as keeping himself in the man league. Uh, game of the week ended up being... An absolute disaster. Um, Sean and Clink came in with a lot of promise. Neither team breaks 100 points. Sean wins it on something that, you know, is, is a straight movie script. Uh, he wins 94.22 to 93.54. Uh, Clink had one guy, Damian Harris, going on Monday night. Sean had the same lead, 94.22 to 93.54. So Clink needed, like, literally, like, a, a seven, like, what, seven-tenths of a point. He needed seven yards. Uh, Damian Harris on you know one of the last plays of, Mo of Monday Night Football runs for I think it was like ten or fifteen. So it looks like you know Clink's got it. He's got his points. He's going to come out of this with you know the lucky win. And uh, the play gets called back for holding, nullifies the yards, and then his running back gets hurt on the play. Um, I, that's one of the worst ways I've ever seen losing. Um, you have to feel for the guy. Uh, absolutely brutal. He was freaking out in the Call of Duty chat. Um, you know, that, that's a disaster. It's, it's a shame to lose like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, the voodoo vendor does it again, gets another win to move to 7-2, and two, um, and just had to tell that story because that, that's just an uncommon way to win. No, you're, you're not going to see anything like that again for the rest of the season, most likely. Um, takes us to our last matchup, Derek and Ryan, um, kind of expected outcome here. Ryan did have a good week at, you know, 113.34. It's one of his better weeks of the season. Um, but you know, Derek puts up 127.46 thanks to the aforementioned Dalvin cook. Uh, and he cleans up in that one. And that is a team that after a very strange start is now looking like a, you know, a lock for man league playoffs and knowing Derek, we will see him in the semifinals as per usual. That is tradition. The kid never misses. It's unbelievable. Never see anything like it. It's going to take us to uh, to week 10. And like I said, this is, you know, big matchup uh, week for the, the baby league. Um, this is the last regular season week. For those who either are listening to this podcast and not actually in the league, uh, just following along, or for those that are like the guaranteed handful of baby leaguers I'll get who text me asking how the playoffs work, um, the baby league does a, you know, NCAA style March madness kind of, you know, playoff bracket. Um, so just quick reminders for everybody, all 10 teams make it, uh, unlike the man league. 
And uh, basically, how you do in the regular season determines the amount of bye weeks you get and then how easy it is to earn a promotion. Um, so we'll start out, you know, week 11 will be seeds 7 through 10, 7 will play 10, and seeds 8 and 9 will play against each other. Uh, the two winners of those matchups will move on to the next week where they will play seeds uh, 5 and 6. Um, higher seed will always face the lowest surviving, and so on and so forth. We continue to do that all the way through the baby league. So you, you have 5 and 6, then the next week you'll bring in 3 and 4, and the week after that you'll bring in 1 and 2. Uh, every win you survive, move on another round. If you lose, you're done. Uh, and we do all of that until there's two teams left, and those are your two teams that get promoted to the man league. Um, so, you know, this this is a big week, week 10, with, you know, a couple bye weeks up for grabs. you got teams who can move places, change spots. We have, you know, looking at the, the total standing points, uh, after Jake and Maddie, who are basically locked in, um, everybody can move between three and seven i believe mark has a very distant chance of moving up but it would it would take quite a bit but three and seven uh you know a lot of mismatching there um you know a lot of people can can move they can go up they can go down they can gain a bye week they can lose a bye week uh and sometimes in fantasy that that one bye week really does make all the difference if you can dodge you know a, a bad week from your team a bad injury uh that can you know literally save your season um and get you the promotion just by itself so this is going to be a, a very important week. Uh, very excited to see the matchups. Usually when it comes week 10, I actually end up watching the baby league closer than I watch, you know, even my own team uh, just to see all the potential storylines here. So we're going to try and cover a good bit of those as we go through these games. Uh, we're going to kick things off uh, with Jake and Jonah. This has, you know, next to no bearing. Actually, it has no bearing on the, uh, the playoffs itself. I do always love giving you know, nods and higher matchup rankings to the, the brother battles, cousin battles, all that. Um, this one, though, can't do it. It's going to have to be your least exciting of the week. Jake is locked in at the one seed. He's currently sitting on 38 standing points. Uh, he is 11 points out of third. Um, <clears throat> so Jake, you know, really, really turned it on at the end of the season here, point scoring wise. He's up to 1,300 total points on the season. Uh, next closest is Maddie at 1292. Next closest after that only has 1149. So Jake is, you know, really just outscoring the pack here. Uh, the team looks incredible. He's he's made, you know, great moves. He does have Travis Kelsey on bye week this week, but it's it's not going to make a difference. Um, Josh Allen, a quarterback. Antonio Gibson and James Robinson in the running back slots. Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Uh, Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin in the flex. This is an absolutely loaded squad. Um you know, you really can't find any weaknesses. Even the defense plays against, you know, Detroit. Uh, Evan Ingram is not a great tight end, but, you know, playing Philly, anything can happen. And obviously for only one week, it's not going to make a difference. Um, so, you know, this this is a, a great roster. Jonah's got an uphill battle, especially with Lamar Jackson, you know, continuing to struggle. Um, he has yet to really put up any weeks that have, you know, made it to where that draft pick's really worth it. I think he has one or two... 30 point games on his his season log here which you just need better for a quarterback that you took in you know the top three rounds um and unfortunately that week is probably not coming against new england they're obviously not the patriots of the past but bill can still coach up a defense he can still out scheme you know a player whenever he wants uh so that you know uphill battle for jonah here um you know he's, he's been putting work into the team I, I like some of these pickups i like you know t higgins in there I like, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel's really come on over the past few weeks. Um, unfortunately for Jonah, he leaves Naheem Hines on the bench, who scored 26 points on Thursday night. Granted, I don't know of many people who were starting Naheem Hines, but that obviously would have been a, a welcome addition in what's going to be such a difficult week. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, not a lot to really go in this one. I think Jake has to be the, the easy pick for Pick'em. Um, and, you know, with, with neither of these teams moving to standings, Jake is going to be you know, seed number one, because um, uh, he even actually has six points on Maddie. So he literally has number one, number one seed locked in. Uh, Jonah can move. The highest he can get is uh, is eighth. So that's really only the difference of playing, you know, Mark or TJ. So uh, even with a win, you know, not a lot's going to change here. Uh, got to go, got to go with Jake uh, on the pick'em spot and then you know, we'll move on to some games that have uh, have some playoff potential. Um, starting with that, it is TJ and Lee. There's not 
a ton of potential in this one. TJ, again, like Jonah, uh, 12 standing points. He's going to be locked in to either 8, 9, or 10. Um, seven points behind Tyler at 7. So, you know, he doesn't even have the chance at playing the 10 seed, uh, which is the one, you know, one benefit to maybe getting that seed is, you know, you do come in playing the worst team in the league. Uh, not off to a good start. You know, Thursday night, uh, Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown for Lee really struggled. Um, you know, 7.3 total points between the two, which is not what you want to see. TJ, unfortunately, plays the Titans defense, who put up negative two. Uh, so you really hate to go into Sunday below zero. Um, this is a, a pretty low projected ESPN game. We have, you know, TJ projected to win at 107.1 to 106. So ESPN not high on, uh, on much of this, mostly because of the Thursday night games. Um, looks like Lee getting some, some healthy players back. Chris Carson back in the, uh, the flex spot. Uh, he is without Ezekiel Elliott and Julio Jones. Um, but obviously, you know, if you're going to talk about injuries, you got to talk about TJ. We've done it every week. McCaffrey, uh, he gets him back for one week only for him to then get immediately injured again and miss week 10. Uh, so, you know, really bad luck for TJ there. Um, you know, TJ for sure on the, the wrong end of the injuries in this matchup, even though, you know, uh, Lee does have some players missing. Uh, I, Lee's roster, definitely stronger. You know, Kyler Murray up top. Chase Edmonds should have at least one more week of, you know, kind of lead back duties. Uh, Will Fuller, good uh, good ceiling, especially playing a Cleveland secondary. Christian Kirk, again, has really come on recently. Uh, you know, you have to hit a point where you stop ignoring him in these matchups. Um, and this is an important one for Lee. Um, I don't believe – I'd have to check the tiebreakers here. I believe he lost to Matty, so I don't think it's possible for him to jump into the two-seed. Despite only being five points back, I think best he can do is a tie, and he would come third in that scenario. Um, he is, however, able to be caught by both Vince and CJ. Um, now, obviously, if he drops down one spot to four, it's not going to change too much. Uh, he will continue to have the same amount of buys. He'll just have a somewhat tougher matchup when it is his turn to play. However, if CJ also catches him, uh, if Lee, you know, drops that many points, he could drop into fifth, and he does lose a bye week in that scenario. So that is something to watch. Uh, you know, Vince and CJ potentially both jumping Lee. Uh, he's going to want to get some kind of standing points out of this. Uh, as long as he gets, you know, even just two standing points, uh, that'll that'll block CJ from, from catching him. So, uh, you know, really is important for Lee to just either get in the top five or take a victory home in this one. Um with that said, I will pick him. I think this team has a little bit of a higher ceiling. Uh, obviously, it's just a little healthier. I think that that's just a big deal um, <clears throat> in the grand scheme. Uh, TJ has struggled at the quarterback position with uh, with Matthew Stafford. I don't know how much better that's going to get against Washington with Kenny Galladay out. Uh, so I'm gonna you know go with go with Lee here. I think just a little higher ceiling on the team. Obviously healthier. Uh, and this you know 7.3 is not a good start from two players on Thursday night, but it does beat negative two. Uh, you really hate to see that out of your defense. So I'm going to pick Lee in this one. I think he's going to, you know, lock up at least a win, if not a top five week. Um, you know, top five week might be might be tough to get at this point, but I, I do think he is going to lock up a win, uh, and I think that's going to, you know, lock him into one of those three or four seeds, um, which is going to leave CJ to then hoping that uh, that Vince is, you know, his chance to hop. Uh, we're going to go Tyler and Mark in the next matchup. This one is really just important for Tyler. Um, again, Mark does have an outside chance at hopping into a bye week, which would be absolutely hysterical. And holy moly, we just pulled up Mark's team. Um, I don't think Mark's going to be hopping anyone this week. We're going to take a look at the roster here. On top of not having a running back two still, uh, Mark had Johnny Smith play on Thursday night. 8.5 points, he has his defense. And every other player in the starting lineup is on by. Uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver two, flex, flex two, and kicker. Every single one of them has a bye week. I don't think I've ever seen anything that bad. Uh, he does have options on his bench. They're not good options, but he has them. Um, so I think without doing much analysis, I can... Take a look at this team, which is currently projected, thanks to all these bye weeks. Keep in mind, Mark already has 8.5. He is projected 14 points. 14. Just 14. 
Um, I've never seen anything like this. That is incredible, Mark. Uh, I know you're studying for a test. Uh, you're gonna have to gonna have to put some players in there. Anyone, literally any players. Um, or maybe he's just gonna say, "Screw it, we're just gonna lose this week," and that's gonna be the way that's gonna go, uh, which would be enormous for Tyler um, because this is a very big, very big week for him. He has 19 standing points. He's been sliding. Uh, he's only two points out of six. He's four points out of fifth. So, you know, both spots are really well within striking distance. He can easily make a jump, get himself that bye week, get himself out of the first week of the playoffs, um, you know, which is really all you're looking for. As long as you can get yourself at least some kind of cushion, you know, take one week um, to, you know, again, avoid that chance and any bad luck at a bad matchup, at a bad injury on your team. Uh, and for him especially, you know, as he's trying to get some players back from injuries here, Calvin Ridley is banged up. Um Aaron Jones coming back, you know, any week's going to be going to be helpful just for, you know, getting soreness out of the way. Miles Gaskin currently still hurt. I'm not sure if Gaskin has a chance to come back, but you know, anything helps uh, when it comes to these bye weeks. So this this is going to be a big one for Tyler. I'm sure he's going to be, you know, kind of holding his breath here. If if Mark can muster up a roster, we'll see. Or if he just decides to say screw it, leave it. I'll see you guys in week 11, and I'm going to get my win then when all my players are back. Um, but you know, that is going to be very big impact on Tyler. And then again, very big impact on, uh, on Gary and CJ. So, you know, we're going to have three teams looking at whiskey and devotions here, seeing what he does with this lineup. Um, with that said, as far as pick em picks, it's going to be a pretty obvious one. I'm going to have to go Tyler on that. I think even if Mark does put a team together, it's going to be 100% waiver wire players. So, uh, you know, there's a reason they're on waivers and that's because you don't want them in your starting lineup. That's going to be all of Mark's team, so good luck to that. Mark, I'm going to hope that you break 100 this week. I'd say if you break 100, that, that's an absolute win. Um, chances seem pretty low at the moment. Uh, big matchup coming up uh, for fourth. We have Maddie and CJ. Uh, again, Maddie, I believe, locked into the two seed. Um, you know what? Just so that I can give you the actual facts on this, I'm going to gonna pull up his schedule here double check this I, I remember him beating Lee I just want to make sure I'm correct on that um, for those questioning the first tiebreaker is head-to-head -head record uh, in the event that that would be split uh, we would go to total points for in the event that you're miraculously tied in that we would go to total points against if you're still somehow tied I say screw it I flip a coin and the winner of that gets the tiebreaker if that ever actually happens that will be the craziest scenario of all time uh, so looking back at Maddie's, uh, Maddie's schedule here, he did play Lee week two. He beats him 174.92 to 123.94, which means that Maddie does own that head-to-head -head tiebreaker. So he is locked into the second seed, um, which is huge for Maddie. So and this one becomes big for Lee just in holding his spot. Uh, he has two points over Vince. Um, so as long as Lee can pull off a head-to-head -head win, he will lock in that third spot. Um, it looks like he has four points over CJ, so you know a, a win on that uh, will lock in that that third seed. Um, and then as long as he gets any kind of points, again, I believe we covered that talking about his team. If he gets any kind of points, um, you know he will block CJ from uh, from jumping him as well. Um, so that that's kind of Lee's thing, uh, and Maddie is you know locked into that too. Um, so, you know, he can't go anywhere, which means this is, you know, basically another bye week for him. Most of them have been since his, uh, you know, incredible start to the season. Uh, Maddie's starting to get healthy. Chris Godwin back in the lineup. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, back from his bye. He struggled last week. But, uh, you know, we're, it's unlikely you're going to get, you know, two back-to-back -back weeks from a, a player that elite. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard back in healthy, playing the Philadelphia defense. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I believe I believe Nick Chubb is coming back soon. I'm not sure if he's back yet, but regardless, Kareem Hunt's still going to get his points. Uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously, you know, stud. Russell Wilson, absolute stud. Um, and that game is going to be a shootout against the Rams. So, uh, you know, obviously, Maddie, very formidable lineup, has been all season long, uh, despite the struggles. Going to be a tough climb for CJ here. He did have Derrick Henry, his best player, go on Thursday night. Uh, only 11.4 points, which kind of puts him behind the eight ball there. Um, you would have liked to see a little more if you're CJ. Uh, he's going to need some heavy lifting out of, uh, you know, the James Connors, the Tyler Lockett's. Um, this is still a very good roster. 
you know, we've talked about this roster quite a bit throughout the season. You know, Derrick Henry, James Conner, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Noah Font, uh, Josh Jacobs, Robert Woods. You know, Woods playing against a very suspect Seattle defense is a great matchup. Um, this is the team that really has potential to score points. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, these two teams played week one. Um, you know, week 10 in the baby league is the only only week where you'll actually have a repeat matchup, um, and it, it's always a repeat of your week one. Uh, you know, Maddie and CJ played that week, and, uh, you know, huge, huge output. Um, I remember both teams in the top five. I believe Maddie won. I think he scored in the 150s. I believe CJ got in the 140s. Um, so, you know, this, this is two impressive teams, uh, despite some of CJ's inconsistency and despite Maddie's slide recently, uh, I still think this has, you know, potential to be a, a huge, huge game, uh, and, you know, big for CJ here, obviously looking at his scenarios again, four points back from Vince. Um, so he's going to need some help to do that. But if CJ can manage a five point week and Lee doesn't get any, uh, you know, he will hop into that top four, um, I believe, obviously, I think it comes down a little bit to Gary and Vince as well. But, uh, you know, securing a five-point week here would, you know, really help control CJ's CJ's fate on where he's going to go. He's only two points behind Vince. Um, so, you know, very, very high chances for CJ as long as he scores this week to, uh, to hop into that top four, which is, you know, again, like I said, a very, very important spot. Secure that extra bye week. Um you know, let one of these top four teams potentially slip and fall off, uh, you know, because all, all it takes is one week uh, to drop. So if you can, you know, position yourself to, to let that happen and, you know, get yourself a maybe a weaker matchup, um, you only need, you know, you're, if you're playing in, you know, the three or four seed, you only need two wins to get promoted. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a huge advantage. Uh, once you get into that three, four in a row, it, it does get very difficult to, to string off victories like that in fantasy football. Anything can happen. Injuries can strike at any point. Um, or you can just be clink and lose because of a holding penalty. Uh, so you, you really never know when that's going to happen. You want to avoid that at all costs. Um, you know, So if CJ can secure five points in the standings here, that's going to go massively for his team. Uh, ESPN has him projected to win 140.2 to 132.4. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I, I love Maddie's team. I, I do love both of these teams. Um, the matchups are good on both sides. This is going to be a very, very fun game to watch on Sunday. Um, I'm trying to decide who I'm going to pick. I've spent so much time looking at the, the playoff scenarios. I haven't actually figured out a pick them in my head. Um, I do like that Maddie's getting healthier. The quarterback battle is going to be insane with Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think that the 11.4 from Derrick Henry is really going to hurt CJ. Uh, I think he needed a big week from Henry to kind of solidify that start, put himself ahead of the eight ball. Um, I think I'm going to lean Maddie on this one. I think I see a bounce back week. Um, the Packers defense against Jacksonville is going to be absolutely filthy. I think that's going to help um, kind of put, Maddie over the edge in that department. CJ is running the Dolphins against the Chargers, which have looked very good under Justin Herbert. Um, Chris Godwin back, I think, is going to make a big difference. Again, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't see another week um, where he's scoring, you know, in the single digits. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Maddie in this one, but uh, I, I don't think it's a lock. I don't think it's a guarantee. I think CJ still has a very good chance of positioning himself in that those top four. I think he can definitely pull off a five point week here. Uh, this is definitely going to be one worth watching on Sunday. Uh, but still, our game of the week has impacts all over the league. It is also a cousin battle, so we love to see that. Gary and Vince facing off. Um, you know, we get to see tough break for Gary here. Uh, these are the two teams that obviously made the trade. Uh, Vince sent Mahomes to Gary for uh, for DK Metcalf and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Mahomes is on his bye this week. Um, you know, week 10 bye, late season bye week. Um, which is a real bummer for Gary here that he has to go into his most important game of the season without his quarterback. Uh, he is streaming Drew Brees, playing against a very uh, banged-up San Francisco defense. There's you know a lot of high-point potential there. Miles Sanders appears to be back playing Sunday. Um, Mike Thomas is officially back, also playing Sunday. Uh, Chase Claypool, we've obviously seen him explode. TJ Hawkinson, I believe, is a top-three tight end this year. Uh, very consistent at a position that is very difficult to find consistency in. 
but he's gone up against Vince, who has been just absolutely red hot recently. He had a huge week last week. Uh, DK Metcalf has done wonders for this team. Uh, Jared Goff, which is actually my favorite streaming quarterback of the week. Uh, Vince has him in. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, torrid, torrid, torrid pace. Um, again, 32.8 points last week, pulling him up. 38.2. He had 47.6 the week before that. That is absolute insanity. This guy has been just tearing up the league. He has 369 rushing yards over two weeks, five touchdowns, six touchdowns. He added a receiving touchdown. Uh, so this guy has just been absolutely on fire. He does have a tougher matchup against the Bears, but when you're that hot, it doesn't really matter. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has been on the rebound. Uh, he's looked much better, uh, getting a lot of targets of late. Um, over the past three weeks, he actually has 29 total, total targets. Um, so that, that's a huge number. It's resulted in you know fantasy days of 13 points, 10.2, and then 18.3, you know, getting in the end zone last week. Um, so you know he's really come around. Obviously, we've talked about DK Metcalf. He's having a stellar season. Um, and uh, Jalen Rieger, I I don't know if he's going to do anything immediately for Philly, uh, but if there's a team to do it against, it is the Giants. They are dreadful. The NFC East is dreadful. Uh, makes for great football to watch. Uh, absolute entertainment. Uh, would highly recommend it just for you know the hilarity that ensues. But you know this is going to be two high-scoring teams. I'm very excited to see these rosters go at it, and there's a lot at stake. Uh, Vince currently sitting at fourth, 25 standing points. Gary at sixth with 21. Uh, which means that, you know, Gary's in striking distance. He gets a five-point week. Vince gets nothing. He's going to hop him in the standings. Um, you know, Gary, does, he is at the mercy of CJ as well, so he's got two teams ahead of him that, you know, kind of control their own destiny. Um, so it's it's no guarantee that Gary's going to hop into the top four, but it is possible. Uh, CJ and Vince both really struggle, and, you know, Gary gets his five points. Uh, you know, he, he hops right into that four spot, uh, which is, you know, absolutely massive. Uh, get it, get Mahomes back going to the playoffs. Uh, the team's getting healthier. David Johnson did just get banged up. Um, but, you know, if, if you can, you know, get Miles Sanders back in his rhythm. Um, Mike Williams has been coming on of late. If you can get him into a rhythm with Justin Herbert, you know, this is a team that by the time they play again could be very, very dangerous. Um, so that bye week is going to make mean a lot to Gary. Um, as far as whether he can do it is another question. Uh, this is a very difficult team he's going up against with Vince's roster. Uh, this team is hot, as I said. Uh, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good players. I am not going to pick Gary in this one. Uh, I am going to stick with Vince. I think this team's just been been a little too hot lately. Uh, a little more going for it right off the bat here, uh, especially with Mahomes being out. That is a big, big, big point for this matchup. Uh, no Patrick Mahomes for Gary is really going to hurt him in the end uh, to lose out on that, you know, 35, 40 point upside that, that Pat brings to the table is going to be very big. So, uh, you know, I, I think Gary is going to at least lose the head to head in this. He might still sneak into the top five, which will, you know, help defend him against Tyler, who's coming up hot behind him. Um, Tyler, two points back. So if, you know, Gary comes out of this with a zero. He's in, in a potentially very bad spot, as you know, pretty much anything from Tyler could could help him jump. Uh, I don't know what the head to head is on those guys. Let me uh, take a look at that. Make sure we get you know good information here. So we have Gary playing Tyler. It looks like they played. Oh, they played last week. I did that in the recaps. Uh, Gary did win that one. So uh, you know, thankfully, it will take um, you know at least a head to head win from Tyler. Uh, for for Gary to potentially fall, uh, Tyler would have to win his matchup. Uh, granted, against Mark, um, so you know he is in a very good position to win that. Um, so you know Mark is definitely, or not Mark, Gary is definitely going to want to get at least you know two points out of this thing um, to kind of help solidify his spot with that one bye week. Uh, but you know there is definitely potential that he can he can make a jump. Um, and obviously with Vince, um, the best he can do as far as moving is jumping above Lee. It's not going to change his bye week standings, um, but it is going to uh, at least give him a favorable matchup. If he's three, uh, when it's his turn to play, he'll play the, the lowest remaining seed, which can be a bonus. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as bye weeks, not going to make a difference. He's, you know, cannot do any better than uh, than two. Um <clears throat> 
He does have CJ behind him by uh, by two points. Obviously, we talked about Gary by four. So, you know, Vince uh, struggling in this one could potentially have him drop down one, two spots even, uh, which, you know, would be tragic for a team that's been this hot. Uh, you would hate to, you know, have to play that extra week after doing all this, making deals. Um, so, you know, a lot at stake for Vince here. As long as he can, you know, secure a victory, he's going to put himself in a very favorable spot. Um, always beneficial to control your destiny, and that is what Vince has here. So you don't want to, you know, blow that chance. You want to have a good week, come out, score, you know, 130, 140 points, and put yourself in the best position to, uh, you know, advance in the standings or at least just hold down your hold your ground. Uh, you definitely don't want to see yourself drop. It's, you know, late in the season. You would hate to lose that bye week on, you know, the last matchup. That's going to wrap up the baby league in what's going to be, again, very intriguing week. I'm going to be, you know, watching those scoreboards very closely. Going to go to the man league now. Again, we are entering the home stretch here, week 10 out of 13 regular season weeks. So your playoff picture is really starting to form, uh, especially in the man league where you, you know, your, your bottom three teams have really struggled. Um, you know, you still have enough time to make up some ground, but you, you definitely need help if you're in that 8, 9, 10 range. Um, and the, you know, the top is really starting to distance itself. Um, a quick rundown, Nick, first place, 34 points, Sean, second place, 33, Derek is in third with 30, uh, myself in fourth with 27, Taylor in fifth with 26, uh, Clink in sixth with 25, Ickes in seventh with, uh, with 18, Steve is in eighth with 15, Jimmy one point behind him at ninth with 14, and then Ryan really struggling. Um, 10th place, only three standing points uh, through the whole season. One and seven record, no top five weeks. Uh, that That's a tough spot to be. We will be seeing him in the baby league bracket. That's pretty much all but assured because uh, to gain 22 points at this point is going to be uh, near impossible. Uh, no, it is actually impossible. Um, so he, he is locked out of the playoffs. He is the only team that does not have a chance uh, at you know making any kind of run. And with that, that is why he is our first matchup of the week, playing against Taylor. Um, again, this one, really no bearing for Ryan at this point. It's just trying to position himself a little better in the baby league bracket. Um, and actually, I guess I'll give a quick rundown on the, the man league playoffs since I did it for the baby league as well. Man league playoffs, top six teams, uh, seeds one and two, get bye weeks. Um, then you have three play six and four play five. Winners move on play against the uh, the top two seeds in the next week. And then the winners of that advance to the Landry Bowl. Uh, pretty standard stuff. The Baby League bracket, a little more interesting. Um, you utilize all three weeks, if necessary, of the playoff run. Uh, week one is, you know, seeds seven versus ten, and then eight versus nine in head-to-head matchups. Um, and then week two is a purely uh, point-scoring matchup. So the, the seeds do not matter. Your head-to-head matchup does not matter. The top two teams are considered to get a win, and the bottom two teams are considered a loss. Um, once you hit two wins in the Baby League bracket, you are officially safe from uh, from relegation. You hit two losses, you drop. So if, if you win your head-to-head matchup week one, and then you uh, you win again, you get that you know top two spot uh, in the point scoring in week, uh, I believe it is 15, um, at that point, you're safe. You are not dropping. Uh, you stay in the man league, live another year. Uh, if you hit the two losses, that is when you drop. Um, and if necessary, if you know teams go one and one, uh, we use the third week as a head-to-head tiebreaker. Winner take all. Well, winner stays. You don't exactly take anything. You just earn the right to play again next year in the man league. And the loser uh, goes and joins the babies. So, uh, you know, Ryan will be in that bracket, pretty much guaranteed. Um Taylor is basically fighting to stay out of it. He started very hot. This is a six and three team with two top five, or sorry, with four top five weeks, uh, but we haven't seen it much recently. Uh, pulling up Taylor's you know, recent games here, uh, as it takes me a little longer than I was hoping. Uh, pull, yeah, pulling up his his recent schedule. This is a team that started very hot. You know, three and zero. Uh, since then, three and three. Uh, so, you know, all of his, his losses have come from week four on. Uh, he scored only 85.8 points last week and only 110.14 the week before. So, you know, a little bit of a skid. He didn't get off to a great start on Thursday night either. Um, loading his matchup back up. We have, uh, he played A.J. Brown, who scores only 2.6 points. 
Um, and A.J. Brown's one of his higher upside players. So this is, you know, already starting behind the eight ball. Uh, Ryan's starting to get a little healthier. Obviously, too little too late for his own playoff chances. But you've got Nick Chubb back this week, uh, or at least expected to be back this week. You've got Michael Thomas uh, continuing to get back, get healthy. Um, so this is, you know, the best that we've seen Ryan's lineup in a long time. Uh, it is still struggling. Uh, we have yet to see uh, Lamar Jackson really break out or really do much of anything. Uh, Gio Bernard in the running back two slot. Um, I believe Joe Mixon's out one more week. I'd, I'd have to get confirmation on that. So that is not a terrible play. Um, but against the Pittsburgh defense, it's it's not an ideal matchup, especially for, you know, a backup running back. Um so, you know, this is the best we've seen the roster in weeks. Unfortunately, it's still not great. Um, you know, looking at Taylor's side, you still have Russell Wilson. You still have Kamara. I'm not a big Devin Singletary guy, but, you know, he does have his potential to hit that 10-point mark, which, you know, is really all you can ask for out of a running back, too. Uh, DJ Moore, tough matchup against Tampa Bay. A.J. Brown struggled. Um Flex spots, still a bit of a struggle. Cole Beasley, uh, Jerry Judy. Judy had a great week last week, but... uh you know, not exactly consistent just yet. Uh, Justin Jackson out this week uh, for Taylor. C.D. Lamb on bye, but realistically with the Dallas quarterback situation being the way it is, that does not matter. And still waiting for Austin Eckler to return if he will return. I don't know if that's a guarantee. So, uh, you know, Ryan does have a little, or sorry, Taylor does have a little tough this week, especially with A.J. Brown struggling. You know, Ryan looking the best that he has. Um, I think that Ryan can pull this one out and kind of take that that upset, um, better his position in the baby league bracket, but really just do damage to Taylor's run. Um, this would be a really rough one to drop, uh, especially looking at where he is in the standings. You know, he is sitting in fifth, um, but only one point on Clink, and, uh, and only eight points on Ickes. So, you know, technically a two-game lead on Ickes, but, uh, you know, this is one that you really want to, you know, beat up on the team with only one win to kind of continue to, to bolster your, your spot in the standings. Uh, but I don't know that his roster has it in it. Um, I think that Ryan can pull this one out. I think he can take kind of the upset victory here and really put a dent in Taylor's, um, you know, playoff chances. Sean and Steve up next. Obviously, we have talked at length over Sean, the voodoo vendor. Uh, his miraculous win last week keeps him on very good standing. Obviously, second place, 33 standing points. Um he has three on Derek, uh, so he could potentially fall out of a bye week over the next few weeks here. Um, six points above me, so he, he does have two points or two games, two game lead on that that four spot, um, and then obviously only one point behind Nick. So obviously in striking distance of that number one seed. Um, Steve is a team that has struggled. He has had um, him and Clink easily have had the worst um, injury luck. In the, uh, in the man league, obviously, this week it's more buys. Uh, Julio Jones on buy, Todd Gurley on buy, Jamison Crowder on buy. Um, you know, really hurts to see that. Chris Godwin um, is coming back, it looks like. He did pick up Matt Burrito, which is a nice pickup off the waiver wire. Travis Fulgham has really, you know, developed for him and turned into a very solid player week in and week out. Um, we know what we're getting with Sean's team. Uh, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson back healthy will be a, a very big help for this team. We've talked about Christian Kirk um, as he has, you know, really come on the last couple of weeks out of nowhere. Every time this guy catches the ball, he scores a touchdown. It's incredible. Um, he has five touchdowns over the last uh, three weeks, and those five touchdowns have only come on 12 catches. That's an insane rate. Um, but, you know, right now it's working out for him. He's their big play threat in, uh, in Arizona. So, you know, you have to have to have him in the lineup for sure. Um, left Corey Davis on the bench for 9.2. It's the best week he's put out in a few, uh, few matchups where Sean's had him in and he's really hurt him. Um, you know, Sean struggled two weeks straight. Um, obviously still getting wins because that's what his team does. Um, which is exactly why I'm going to pick them. Even if I think that, you know, Steve has a better lineup. I'm not, sh I'm not sure that I can say Steve has a better lineup at the moment. It does help to have Chris Godwin back. Um, but I know it's certainly a comparable lineup. Um, but I think right now, Sean just is finding ways to win, miraculous ways. Uh, you know, whether it's players in the other team getting hurt, whether 
it's holding penalties, whether it's miraculous, you know, four touchdown days from Daryl Henderson. Uh, no matter what it is, Sean is just finding ways to win, uh, and you kind of have to account for that week in and week out. So I will be picking him again to, uh, to take the victory there. That'll take us to, uh, to me and Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy did have Derrick Henry go on Thursday night, started off with an 11.4-point cushion. Uh, this is two teams that have gotten much better of late. They struggled early. Jimmy especially could not buy a break. Uh, starts the season 0-7. He wins two straight. Um, you know, I started the season below 500. I believe I've now won three straight. Um, and in the process, you know, really bolstered the uh, the point scoring total. Um, and, you know, this is two lineups that look pretty good this week. Um, you know, both teams kind of streaming quarterbacks here. Jimmy struggled at the quarterback position all season. Uh, he has Derek Carr in there against Denver. Uh, I have Jared Goff against Seattle. Seattle, you know, missing corners. They've been a disaster against the pass all season. Um, so, you know, I, I do have that Pat Mahomes by, but, uh, you know, it could be a worse worse spot starter than Jared Goff. Um, you know, DK Metcalf has obviously been stellar. TJ Hawkinson has really come along. Robert Woods playing against the same Seattle defense. Juju Smith-Schuster really come along of late. Uh, should have one more good week out of Chase Edmonds. I don't know how much Kenyon Drake is going to play, if he's going to play. Um, Eagles defense against the Giants, that's, you know, you always bank on, on a team playing against an NFC East team. That's just a rule of thumb when it comes to streamers. Uh, however, of course, Jimmy does counter with the Packers defense playing against that uh, dismal Jacksonville offense uh, with no LaVisca Chenault. Obviously, that doesn't matter to much of anyone, but I love him, so I am sad about that um but yeah jimmy counters very strong team Devonte adams is going to score about 87 points on the jacksonville jaguars secondary if that's what you want to call them um you know Allen robinson gets a cakewalk matchup against minnesota jimmy graham the same uh, antonio gibson playing a weak detroit front um brandon Ayuk, a bit of a hit or miss play for jimmy but uh he's a very talented player um and San Francisco needs targets. Uh, everybody there is hurt. Kittle's hurt. Debo Samuel's hurt. Uh, Raheem Mostert is hurt. Um, so, you know, Ayuk has tons of opportunity. He has tons of talent. Uh, you know, I really like him as a player. So that's a good play for Jimmy, even with the potential of, you know, a three-point day if he just doesn't hit any of those big plays. I am going to pick myself here. Um, I think the team has been strong. They've been, you know, very consistent the past three weeks, moved into the, you know, actually the top spot of man league scoring. So, you know, you, you do have to respect that for a little bit or at least until they give you a reason not to. Um, playoff scenarios, I am currently three points behind Derek for the third seed. I am six points behind Sean for sixth. So, uh, you know, can't make any immediate huge jumps. Um, but only one point above Taylor in fifth and only two points above Clink in sixth. So obviously a lot can happen in this matchup. Um, and again, like I've been saying, you know, you want to keep the pressure on. Um, you want to always make sure that teams are chasing you. You're not in a position where you have to chase them. So uh, you know, hopefully can pull out, <clears throat> you know, at least three points here, hopefully a five-point week, and, uh, and keep that pressure on the guys behind me to keep chasing me and then, you know, keep applying pressure to, to Nick and Sean and Derek above me. Um, Jimmy... 14 standing points. He is four behind Ickes at seventh, which doesn't do a whole lot for you outside of giving you the matchup with Ryan later. Um, and then he is 11 points behind Clink. So he is, you know, three games back, which is going to be difficult to crawl out of. Possible, but difficult, especially with Clink being, you know, one of the more consistent teams in the league, even despite injuries. Um, so, you know, Jimmy most likely will be seeing him in the baby league bracket. Uh, there is a, a chance that he climbs out of it, but it is a very small one. Um, so, you know, this this one probably more impact on my roster than Jimmy's. But obviously, if you're Jimmy, you still want to see things kind of start to move in the right direction as we enter what will be, you know, the most important matchups of the season. Um, speaking of Clink, he's going to be next up uh, playing against Ickes. Very interesting matchup here. Um both teams have struggled at times. Both teams have exploded at times. Both teams dealing with injuries, with bye weeks. Uh, Ickes, you know, with the tough duo of Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey on the bench, those are, you know, pretty much his two best players outside of his quarterback. Um, Clink, the same. Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley all out this week. David Johnson also out. He's not too much of a super impact player, but he's enough. Um 
you know, so we're, we're seeing two very shorthanded teams go at it. Uh, both teams had one guy on Thursday night. Clink had Jonu Smith post 8.5 points. Uh, and Ickes had Jonathan Taylor post a very disappointing 4.7. So nod to a nod to Clink off the Thursday night matchup. Um, still two pretty talented rosters, all things considered, with the players missing. The quarterback battle is going to be the most important one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going against Jacksonville for Ickes and Justin Herbert going against Miami for Clink. Uh, you definitely have to give the nod to Ickes on that one. Jacksonville um, couldn't stop, uh, you know, a beach ball. Um, Justin Herbert playing Miami. Miami has shown uh, to be a pretty formidable team over the past few weeks. They're really coming along. Uh, Brian Flores doing a great job there. Um, Justin Herbert has been, I mean, on fire since taking over the starting job. He really only has one, you know, ugly week against Carolina in week three since taking over the job. Uh, 27.44 last week, 25.22 the week before, 44.48 against Jacksonville uh, in week seven. So, you know, this is a guy who has, you know, really high scoring potential. He has a very good supporting cast uh, with the Chargers. It's going to be a very good quarterback matchup to watch in this uh, this matchup between Ickes and Klink. Uh, Ickes does get the benefit of Mike Davis. Um, you know, he does have him on the bench, so losing McCaffrey is not too big of a deal. Well, that's a lie. Losing McCaffrey is always a huge deal, but Mike Davis softens the blow. Um, tough sledding against Tampa Bay, though. Very formidable defense. They pretty much only struggle against the Saints. Uh, Mike Evans has struggled all season long. Uh, decent matchup against Carolina, but until we see him really pop off, it's tough to have that, that faith in him. Uh, he does have the benefit of Marvin Jones filling in for, you know, Clink's hurt guy, Kenny Galladay. So that's a double injury for, for Clink. Not only does he lose his best receiver, but then the guy who benefits the most against, uh, he's playing. Um, interesting players on Clink's side as well. T. Higgins, we've seen a lot of consistency out of him. Tough matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, Darnell Mooney, the Chicago Bears receiver that, I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen at all this season. Um, in the starting lineup, uh, favorable matchup against Minnesota. You got to give that to Clink, but still, it's Darnell Mooney. Um, Richie James, uh, waiver wire hero from San Francisco, also in the lineup. So clearly, desperate times for Clink here. Still a very formidable roster. He does get Miles Sanders back. Um, Keenan Allen has been tearing it up. That stack with with Justin Herbert for Clink has just been absolutely stellar. This is a tough one to call. Um, ESPN projecting a very close game, 120.6 to 115.3. Um, and also very important for both teams. You know, looking at standings, you've got Clink sitting at 25 standing points. It gets behind him at 18. So it, it is a two-game cushion for Clink. Obviously, with that, that seven points, it'll take at least two weeks to make it up. However, obviously, a win for Ickes, you know, really starts to put the pressure on Clink. This is some... This is a matchup that Clink really can't afford to lose. I, I can't call it a must-win, um, but this is one that if you lose it, you can really look back at the end of your season and think things really went wrong because I lost this matchup. So, uh, you know, this this really is, you know, super important for Clink. Again, keep that pressure on. Keep Ickes chasing. Uh, you don't want to give him the chance to, you know, potentially gain five standing points on you. That would be absolute disaster, especially with then taking the head-to-head tiebreaker. Um, although I believe these two teams played earlier in the season, I think Clink won, which would then take us to total points. Uh, but still, you don't even want to have it come down to that tiebreaker. If you're Clink, you want to keep that pressure on. You want to keep Igus at bay. Um, you know, keep him looking up at you in the standings. As far as my call on this one, it's very difficult. There's things I love and hate about both rosters. I think Clink's is a little riskier. If only just because Ickes has that huge, what's going to be a huge cushion with Aaron Rodgers. That's probably 30 points right off the bat. Um, I don't know that Herbert's going to hit 30 against Miami. So you're already starting with a uh, a nice little cushion there. Um, man, this is a tough one to call. I'm going to pick Ickes simply because of that quarterback matchup. And I do like his wide receiver matchups. Jarvis Landry will have space against Houston. Marvin Jones Jr. obviously benefits quite a bit from No Galladay. Stephon Diggs um, has just had an incredible season in Buffalo. Uh, in Arizona, I don't think that he'll get the shadow treatment from Peterson. If he does, that could, that's really going to hurt Ickes. Um, 
Mike Evans obviously has struggled, but I can see him at least scoring a touchdown against Carolina. Uh, and I think that's going to be enough to where that Jonathan Taylor 4.7 is not going to hurt him as bad as it could. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take Ickes in this one. I'm somewhat reluctant about it. But uh, I, th- I think that quarterback matchup really does put him over the edge. Uh, and, you know, Clink is just so injured. It's, it's tough to pick a team that has, you know, three of its top, I think, five or six picks. Uh, all on the bench because of injuries. Uh, four even. David Johnson was picked in the same range. So, you know, four of your top six or seven, that's just a brutal spot to be. I'm going to have to give the nod to Ickes in that one. Uh, but what I still will think is going to be a tight game. Game of the week. Uh, very excited about it. Nick and Derek, this is two teams that have been you know very good this season. Obviously, we talked about Derek starting a little rough. I believe his first three weeks, I think he had three matchups under 100, 100 total points scored. Um but with that said, he has you know really come on six and three, six uh, top five weeks for thirty standing points, sitting in third right now, three above me, three below Sean. So he is, you know, and even four points below Nick. Uh, Nick obviously in that fourth spot. He has had also a stellar season, six and three. But what really sets him apart is the eight top five weeks. Uh, Nick's team has been as consistent as they come in the man league. He scores a crap ton of points every single week. Um, Total-wise, he is second in the league in total points scored. Uh, no, sorry, third. Third in the league. Clink is uh, Clink is currently holding down the second spot. So Nick, you know, eight out of nine, top five weeks, third in the league, total points four. Uh, very good season for him. Very good roster. Um, does have Tyreek Hill on by, which is something to consider. Ezekiel Elliott on by as well, but I believe he has not actually even been starting him. So, uh, you know, still... Very good team. Deshaun Watson playing against Cleveland. That's, you know, a lot of points uh, on tap. J.D. McKissick is not somebody that I would be putting a ton of faith in, but against the Detroit run defense, pretty much anyone can score. Uh, Duke Johnson will be, you know, starting at running back for Houston. Uh, Again, Cleveland favorable matchup. Deshaun Watson will, you know, throw to him a good deal. Um, Tyler Boyd, tougher matchup against Pittsburgh, but Tyler Boyd has just been stellar, very consistent all season. Brandon Cooks, uh, again, another Texan, but why not? You're playing against the Browns. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. I can you know, feasibly see Brandon Cooks and Duke Johnson both catching touchdown passes from Deshaun Watson, which is just an oodle, oodles of points for, uh, for Nick there. You know, Austin Hooper actually in the same game. Holy smokes, Nick, if you're not watching the, the Cleveland-Houston game, there's something wrong with you. Uh, Austin Hooper, you know, on the Browns playing against Houston. Again, Houston soft defense. You know, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game, so shoot, stack away. Um, Tyler Lockett playing against the Rams. Tyler Lockett is such a stud, so underrated. Um, very rarely talked about as far as top top receivers in the league. Um, obviously, Metcalf getting most of the attention. Lockett been a bit inconsistent. Obviously, is the 32-point week, is the 45-point week. Uh, a couple single digits in there. I don't think single digits is coming against the Rams. Um, you know, he's going to get space. He's going to get separation. He's going to make a couple plays. Uh, Sterling Shepard against the Philadelphia secondary. Obviously, that's a slam dunk. Um, so this is a very good roster. Uh, Derek is bringing a good team as well. Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, obviously, we've talked about him. He's been on fire. Uh, Leonard Fournette stinks. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, very good. Chase Claypool, you know, very good. Uh, Will Fuller in that same Houston-Cleveland game. This is – Houston-Cleveland is going to be the most important game of the week for uh, – for these two so uh that those two are going to be glued to the t- actually you know what derek doesn't care um derek will not not be watching on sunday i'm sure he just checks on tuesday sees that he wins and moves on classic derek yoder um so this is you know going to be a very interesting matchup uh most likely a lot of points scored uh can't pick against nick honestly the team has just been too consistent for too long really all season um you know tons of success uh, Derek has been good, but has shown more cracks in the roster than Nick has at any point this season. So, uh, you know, I am going to have to pick Nick here. Uh, a lot of playoff implications, though. Obviously, Nick, um, you know, four points above Derek. He does have seven points on me. So, you know, it would take, you know, at least two weeks for him to fall down anywhere past third. Um, well, obviously, Sean on his tail, you know, very closely for that one seed. Derek right behind him. So, you know, again, if you're Nick... If you, you've got Derek looking up at you, you don't want to give him, you know, you don't want to concede anything to Derek. You want, you want to make sure you get a win in this one. You want to make sure you keep him at bay. You're adding those points. You know, same thing I was talking about with Klink and Ickes. Um, 
you know, Derek uh, closer to being able to fall, obviously in third place right now, as just discussed. But then he has me three points behind him. He has Taylor four points behind him. He has Clink five points behind him. So, you know, with a loss and, you know, not a top five week, Derek could feasibly fall from third to six um, just in one week. You know, the man league is very tight. Um, a lot of very good teams, a lot of competition. Uh, it's been a great season for the man league. Uh, it's been a ton of fun, you know, lots of competition. Uh, you know, you do love seeing a situation where any team one through six can jump at any given time and, you know, fly up the standings. That just shows, you know, healthy league with, you know, a lot of good owners. So, you know, props to us. Great work, guys. Everybody's doing great. Uh, it's been a blast. And that is going to be our last matchup. Um, so, you know, that's, that's all we've got to cover. Enjoy what's going to be a crazy week in the DeFazio Fantasy Football League. I'm really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Best of luck, everyone, and we will catch you in week 11. Later.